Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning into the PAP 11 podcast today. We are going to have a great show, actually going to be talking about color. Now, some of you might be like, well, why is April bringing on a a color consultant, somebody that specializes in color on a spirituality podcast? And I really believe that our, I believe that our souls and our happiness are very much connected to the observation of color, what we surround ourselves with, the clothes that we wear. I feel all contributes to who we are as an individual and as a soul. And I have recently started doing some abstract painting and have a much greater appreciation for color now. And really wanted to have this guest on so I could pick her brain a little bit more, maybe about different colors and how they go together, but also understanding why we're drawn to specific things. And uh, we're going to tie in some spirituality into this as well. So I'd like to introduce you to my wonderful guest, Jewel Standish. And she is the color counselor, a professional color consultant, author, stylist, and presenter. She is passionate about getting people into their true colors. She puts forward a new approach to looking younger, healthier, and happier through color and style analysis, achieving powerful and transformational results. I'm really hoping by the end of this podcast that you're going to look around your house. You're going to look in your closet. You're going to pay more attention to the way that you can use color for your energy, for your vitality and vibrancy. And Jules is considered one of the UK's leading color experts, head of color at the London College of Style, and author of How Not to Wear Black. Some of you might have already have read that book. And The Essential Guide to Mindful Dressing. She has appeared on TV, The Lorraine Kelly Breakfast Show, The Chrissy B. Wellbeing Chat Show, and the BBC Southeast 6 o'clock news. Having spoken on live radio, radio globally, including Radio 4's Today Show, she is often features as the go-to celebrity color expert in the press on color psychology and analysis for celebrities, royalty, and politicians. Jules Color for Comments in OK Magazine for a fashion feature on the Queen titled Dressing for a Year Like No Other appeared in the historic Royal Collector's Edition in 2021. She was nominated as one of the Platinum Magazine's over 50 influencers of 2020 and is now a guest feature writer for the magazine. She has also written many articles for the media over the years and obtained a diploma in journalism in 2011. And the book that I had the chance to review is called The Colorful Dose of Optimism. And I'm going to put the rest of her bio in the show notes, but we have a fantastic guest here today. Jules, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. What an introduction. (laughs) Yeah, we had to get all that in. Let people know, you know, what you're about, who you are and why you're here on our on our podcast. So let's start a little bit from the beginning. What drew you into being fascinated with color and wanting to help people feel feel beautiful, look beautiful and why color? Well, it's a great question. I decided to train to be uh, an image consultant, gosh, 17 years ago now. 
And I embarked on a course to be a stylist and they said, well, you know, that's great, but we need you to do color first. And I thought, well, okay, I'll rush through the color bit till I can get to the styling bit. But I found myself doing a, a color course and I thought, wow, this is really fascinating, the history, the theory. And I had to do 20 case studies during my course. And I got to, I think it was probably case study number five. And I was watching this lady have different colors put on her in front of a mirror. And I didn't know what I was doing because I was training. She didn't know what I was doing. She was just kind of there to be worked on and with. And every time I put this color on that really, really suited her, everything about her changed. Yeah. She smiled. Her eyes looked clear and sparkly. Her skin looked incredibly even and healthy. And her energy changed. I watched this, it, this visceral change happen in front of me with her at the same time. And it was so overpoweringly transformational to me. I thought, this is incredible. This is so powerful at such a deep inner level that actually I was putting a color on someone that made them change on an, their outer appearance, but it had such an impact on the way that they obviously saw themselves. So inside too. So basically by the time I got to the end of the color course, I thought, this is it. This is my thing. And then I raced through the stylist course. So I knew that color was going to be a really important part of helping people because I, I saw the change. The more I saw the changes, the more evident it was that it just happened. It was so natural and automatic that people were seeing it with me. And that was incredibly powerful. To make someone smile, you know, to release those happy hormones when we smile and see ourselves and that impact that we can then have on other people too, just by wearing the colors that really resonate with our own genetic coloring, our personalities, our energy fields. I think it's an incredible gift that we can give ourselves. And you know what? In the current climate that we're in and kind of had come through COVID and we're still in really tricky times, to be able to gift ourselves something that makes ourselves feel better about ourselves, I think that that is a really powerful tool that we should be able to enhance each and every one of us. Yeah, I, I agree. And so I dressed up a little bit for you and I'm wearing hot pink. I can see and you look amazing. Thank you. And that happens to be one of my favorite colors. And I didn't actually realize that until I want to say maybe five years ago, like liked it, but wouldn't wear it because I thought it was too bold and whatever. And then I just really embraced the color. And as I was reading your book and trying to figure out what what season I am, I was like, okay, I think I'm on the right track with some of the colors that I chose. But I usually wear black. I usually have a Path 11 t-shirt and I always get complimented in black. So I have to talk to you a little bit about, about black. But some of the colors that I am drawn to are exactly what you have in the book. They tend to be more, if I am picking my right season, I like the greens, the blues, the purples. And yep. recently, can't really tell on video here, maybe, but my, I just painted this room a light purple. And my husband kind of picked the color and I was like, you know what, let's go with it. Cause I would probably choose like a nice sea green or a light blue, the pastels. And he chose purple. And I was like, okay, this is a little, this is a little too vibrant for me, but I have learned to like love it. I feel so comfortable in here. And it was just, it's been really interesting to have this color around me because this is the first time ever in my life did I ever paint a room purple. I tend to go with, you know, different color tones. So would love to have you go into how people can figure out 
maybe what season they are and what colors can complement them and would love to get some tips to make sure that I'm wearing the right colors because there are some colors, Jules, that do not exist in my closet. I do color coordinate my closet. Anything I can create in a rainbow pattern, I do. <laughs> so I have that, you know, read that a little bit in your tip about a color-coded capsule closet that you have. But there are just some colors that it's like I've tried to embrace them and yellow is one of them, like a mustard yellow. Because I feel like it's earthy and I'm kind of earthy and I just... I have to take, I literally have to take it off. My body feels weird in it and I have no yellow in my closet whatsoever. So can you tell us how do we choose these colors? How do we know what season we are? And am I on the right track with my, with my hot pinks? <laughs> well, first of all, yeah, your hot pinks look amazing. And I think it's really interesting that you say that. If you, you know, I, I get reactions from people when they put colors on that are wrong for them. And let's be honest, you know, it's as important to get the colors right as it is wrong, because you don't want to wear colors that drain your complexion, drain your energy field, make you look exhausted, make you look older. No. So we want to get rid of those colors. We want only those colors that you really resonate with, that make you look fabulous, that make you feel good too. So when you're putting that mustard yellow on, I can tell that it's not one of the right colors for you anyway, just by looking at your skin tone. But you are having a reaction to that color because it's just wrong for you. You know that actually it doesn't suit you. You know that it's not making your skin look great. It's not making you feel good. So it's like, no, I, I, I watch people do it. I can put a color, I can pick a, a, a drape up and put it towards them and I can feel them backing away from it. It's really incredible what we kind of know it ourselves, but sometimes it's having the confidence to step into it and say, thank you for confirming that to me. Like, You've already recognized that some of those colors really suit you, that you have. But how do we really know? Well, we have to look at different layers of this. And also, let's take the psychology of color, first of all, which is really that we, we're emotional beings and we often have connections with colors from our childhood or from happy memories that we feel really comfortable in. So if you had a very happy holiday and you slept in a blue room, for instance, that might have gone in subconsciously that forever, you're going to feel that shade of blue makes you feel good. Okay. It's a very emotional connection. We also change our need for colors as we go through emotional things. So when people tend to go into a lot of trauma, black can be a color that makes them feel really protected. Mm -hmm. So actually black can be that color that we really need at certain times, whether it suits us or not, but it, it stops that sense of people coming into our space. It's kind of giving that privacy off that we need if we are needing to heal or keep things private whilst we're going through something. Black is the color that everybody wants to love and everybody wants to wear. It only really suits the very cool skin tones and the more introverted types because we have to look at personality here as well. Extroverts love to wear the very bright, outgoing colors. And introverts are obviously going to feel a lot happier in the softer colors. When you think about someone walking into a room in a bright orange trouser suit and people go, wow, look at you in that trouser suit. It's going to be great if you feel comfortable standing out. But if you actually really are not that person, why would you wear something that everybody's going to then look at in comments? You have to then look at whether the person really suits the shade of those colors. Because everyone can wear different colors, really. It's the shade and the tone whether it's got black behind it, whether it's got white behind it, whether it's very pure, it's those shades that really matter. 
So in that, we have to look at genetics. And then we look at warm skin tones that very much had the yellow golden base to the skin, the undertones, skins that tend to tan a yellow golden base. Or we look at the cooler skin tones and the cooler skin tones that have a blue undertone. You might be able to see blue veins under that don't tend to have that tanning. And they can be from very pale or very, very dark. You know, color analysis covers all ethnicities, all gender. It, it, it is a boundaryless zone color, which is why it's so exciting to work with it. You know, it's color suits everybody. We have to also be mindful of culture. You know, where were you brought up? In certain cultures, red is the color, the lucky color that people get married in, and white would not be seen as that color. West, white is that color of innocence and purity. And we love to get married in white. So there are many different layers that one has to look into, which is why I write my books, because it would be way too simplistic to just say to you, hot pink suits everybody. And it's also, it's a mood. So when you get up in the morning and you have all those right colors in your wardrobe, do you need pink? And are you drawn to pink for that day? Because pink is all about nurturing and love and kindness and playfulness. Pink over in the UK has been probably one of the hottest colors of the year. I've written more about pink than any other color this year. Pink and green have been the two main colors that I have written about and talked about. And maybe it's because coming out of COVID, we're all in the same way. Actually, how important is it that we share the love with each other and really feel that sense of self-love for ourselves too? So I think it's great that you feel that way, but it is a mood and it is an event. So what are you doing today? Do you need to communicate with people? In which case, blue is a great communication. It's the color of the throat chakra. So, and there is a shade of blue for everyone. It's generally voted the world's favorite color year after year. And maybe that's because it's the color of the sky and the sea, but we know that even after a cloudy day, the blue sky will return. It's that sense of trust and reliability. Sleeping in a blue room is always going to be very calming because it helps to release calming hormones. When we see colors, our eyes, they take colors in like light. So basically, about 80% of what we see goes towards our visual sight, but about the other 20% goes into the cones at the back of the eyes and into our hormonal system, affecting our hypothalamus gland and the pituitary. So the glands of heat and temperature and mood and emotion. So Red is that color that will help to release the adrenaline, give you a tonic. If you're feeling tired or run down, red's a great color to wear. An instant pickup, a standout color will get you noticed. But it is a hot color. So on the spectrum, red is a hot color along with orange. And then the opposite end, you've got the cooler greens, the blues, and the purples. Purple being surrounded in purple, it's a very spiritual color. It's the, it's the color of the crown chakra. And purple is all about mediation. So you to be surrounded in purple is a really great color because mediation in our world and inspiration and creativity all belong to purple. And that inspiration in a leadership way that is very unique to you, that is what purple helps to encourage. So you see, it's the way we surround ourselves with colors, what the colors we wear. It's a lifestyle, really, when you start to really embrace it. 
Yeah. And that's actually one of the reasons why when we were branding our Path 11 TV, we decided to go with purple because we had to choose a color for an app. And I was thinking, you know, I was, I was looking at all the different apps that were out there. And I love that you're talking about the chakra system and the colors and how that's connected to spirituality. And I thought about, you know, purple and the crown and and spirituality and how, you know, it had, it's such a high vibration too of color when I've done a little more research on the frequencies of colors and how quick they move, you know, in the spectrum of things. It's a very high frequency color. So that's why we chose the purple. And it's interesting when you're talking about the pink, because when I was also doing a little bit of research, I found the psychology with pink. There was a research study that was done where they painted, I believe it was either a jail or a prison in the color. Right. Baker Miller Pink, it was called. Yes. Yeah. And it completely decreased the aggression. And, you know, I guess it changed the mood of the prisoners that were in there, really promoted more peace. And then also heard that sometimes... I don't know if it was colleges or high schools would paint the visitor locket locker room of the sports teams in pink to try to like calm them down and not be as ready to be able to play. So pink, I also heard or had read about that it can also help with trauma. So interesting when you talk about us coming out of pink that, uh, are coming out of COVID, that pink has the ability to also soothe anyone that has had a lot of trauma as well. So pink seems to be a very powerful color. And when I was wearing yeah. it, I was like, oh, wow, that's great. No wonder why I'm I'm drawn to it. You know, in my other job, I do a lot of work with trauma. And also, you know, in my office that promotes healing, I was very specific in certain colors that I wanted to choose to paint the wall. So Color is so prominent in everything that we do from marketing to how we're decorating to a certain office and the feel that you want to get when people are walking into your office. And, you know, also, like you were talking about, kind of connects us with the different energy centers of, of the. So any thoughts on any of that? I know. Well, but yeah, going back to your Baker Miller Pink, it's fascinating. I talk about it a lot because it's, you know, I look to research to obviously, you know, when you're talking about these things, you you want some science to you know, it's about the wavelengths that you're talking about and how we see them. You know, that that's I always talk about how that affects us on a on a physical, emotional level. But you know, when you start to understand that making color conscious is such an important part of taking control of our own lives and how you want to live in your own home, what room, you know, what what space and room do you really want it to to, to do for you? How do you want it to work for you? So do you want a kitchen to be full of vibrancy because you're entertaining a lot? Do you want it to be full of chat? And so you'd want the hotter colors there because they're going to be stimulating. Do you want a sitting room to be a really lovely, balancing, harmonious zone for everyone? Then think green. What about hallway welcoming people in? Yellow, that instant joy and warmth that you are creating. We talked about yellow before. I'm just going to go back to that because yellow is actually a color, particularly for women that, that, they find the most difficult to wear. And I always find it really interesting. Years ago, I did a survey about yellow and it was like, oh gosh, well, I have a yellow thing, but I can't wear it because I, I don't think yellow suits me. And if you are a warm skin tone, yellow is going to be one of your best colors, which is really interesting. Hmm. It is the color of the soda plexus. And that is the real center of our power, power of self-love. So what, what does that mean for us saying, I can't wear yellow? It's one of those colors when I'm working with people, I say, just try a little bit, okay? If there's a color you've never worn before and you're thinking, okay, Jules is saying, I just need to try it because I'm missing out a whole spectrum. You're missing out that whole spectrum of joy and warmth and instant happiness that yellow can bring. You know, we look at the sunshine. What does that give us? 
So wearing it can have the same impact. So just start really small with a cami top, with a, a, a just something that's really inexpensive in case you wear it and you go, do you know what? Actually, I really don't like it. But if you wear it and you start to get compliments and you start to feel good in it when you see yourself or it just has that instant energetic impact, then you can go out and buy something that's more expensive that you know is going to be a, a keeper in your wardrobe in that colorway. But yellow is a very important color. So if you're thinking about it in your home, if you don't like to wear it, bring it into your home. And if, the wall, if it painting your walls is too much, bring some yellow flowers in. Just looking at that color will instantly stimulate. It's a very interesting one, yellow, because it is so pure on the spectrum. It's the hardest color for our eyes to, to look at for any length of time. So that's why we use it for high-vis jackets on the railways, people on bikes, because when we see it, we really notice it fast. So for instance, it would be a great color to use in a study because mental creativity, it's fantastic for get, getting the mental juices going. Wonderful in a kid's playroom because you'll get the kids playing and very stimulating, but do not sleep in lots of yellow because it's so pure, you will not sleep well. So it's great to be used in different aspects of your life, but be mindful of where you should only use it in small doses. So you would mix yellow potentially with the blues that were very calming or the greens to bring yellow down. So you could use accents of yellow in a room if you love to have a bit of that joy. So I think it's, for me, it's about helping people making color conscious in their worlds rather than just unconsciously going around not noticing it. The Baker Miller pink thing was really interesting because it happened so instantly, calming inmates down that came in very aggressive. It took 15 minutes to, to literally be able to read those scientific reactions. There was a, another study done in Japan because they have a very high rate of suicides, particularly male suicides on the railways. And so they brought in blue lighting. And again, the results were extraordinary. How that helped. The outcome was the results of the suicides went down. Now, first of all, they thought it was so dramatic. It was really, really high. A couple of years on, they looked at the fact that actually they put different barriers in, blue lights in, so they couldn't specifically say that it was just the blue lights. But there is no question that it made a difference, even if it was 13% difference. That is a massive difference in saving people's lives. So, you know, we look at the calming aspects of that. So lots of science has been done on the power of colors. And when you start to really think about your branding as you've chosen for yourself, the purple, that real spiritual, creative, independent spirit that you've chosen uh, and that kind of leadership, but in, in that very beautifully unique way, an authentic way with meditation, mediation is beautiful. And you start noticing different colors for, for branding and thinking about one's own businesses and what one's saying about oneself. You know, the way that we dress, the impact we have immediately on people. And, you know, I had a student once who was not wearing the bright colors. And one of her new colors was, was a very bright yellow and she'd never worn it before. And she went to work in a bright yellow coat. And she said she just couldn't understand why everyone was smiling at her all day long. And she was the point where she had to sit down because it was so overwhelming. And someone came out and sat next to her and she said, that yellow coat is so full of joy. It just makes me smile. And she went, wow, it's my yellow coat. That's what's done this. So, you know, we have an impact on other people. Our surroundings have an impact and the message we're giving to our branding, which can be our own clothing, or it can be a logo or a website or a poster. It, it speaks its own language. And that's what color does. It communicates its own language. 
Yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah, I've heard everything that you've said up until now. I've heard a lot of that with the yellow room that it's can, you know, ignite the intellect. So not great to sleep in. I even think one time when I was doing Weight Watchers, they said, if you can eat on a yellow plate, that'll make you feel fuller faster. I was like, wow, that's bizarre. That's really interesting. And I love yellow. I love when people wear it. So what inspired me to want to wear more yellow was my stepsister. I'm not sure what kind she has. She's more of a like a tanner tone than I am, but wears yellows and browns so well. Like she looks so cute in that. I want to put an outfit together like that. And I do have a, I have one yellow tank top, but it's more of the pastel. You know, it's more of the lighter tone and love yellow with the contrast of purples and blues. Well, that makes things pop really well, too. We so, have yeah. to look at the complementary on the color wheel. Right. So when you look at the yellow and the purple, you know, or the, the blues and, you know, you look at the reds and the greens and, the, uh, and how you put those complementaries together. You know, that's when colors start to really come into their own from a balance point of view. So I know that orange is one of my favorite colors, but, you know, I'm, I run quite fast anyway. I'm quite adrenal. So for me, if I'm doing a talk or a presentation, I tend to marry it with blue because that gives me a very good balance. So I have the stimulating sociability, fun, adventurous side of me that comes out in orange. And then I will give myself that calming, probably in navy because it's a very good corporate color. The navy is trust, reliability, and it's calming. You know, blue has the ability to help calm the nervous system. So if you're feeling very anxious or stressed, blue is a very good color. So for me, putting those colors, those complementaries together is very balancing. If you want to brighten it up, then you would put orange with turquoise, for instance. So, you, you know, you can put harmonious colors together on the wheel. You can do tones of all one color. If you're mad on green, for instance, you can start light and go dark. That again is all about, you know, trying to balance your body shape too. So, you know, you, you can actually use darker shades on the bottom half if you want to make your bottom half look smaller and you can use brighter colors if you need to broaden your shoulders. So it, there, there's lots of ways that actually you can use color for your body shape as well as, you know, thinking about how you can put those different colors together. But I think sometimes we feel that we want to be in that kind of zone where we're maybe block or bold colors. And then other times we need that balance of being able to put different colors together. And again, that's a mood, it's personality, and it's also the event. What are you doing today? You know, what are you, are you talking to people? Are you meeting people? Are you with children? Are you with friends? Are you with, what is it that you're doing that requires the necessity of that balance from color? Yeah, I can relate to that completely. I feel like every day, I always check in with my mood and what color do I need, you know? And sometimes if I'm feeling tired, I might pull for a red or a, a woman had said she had complimented me. I was wearing red shoes on a rainy day, not really understanding much about color, but I just felt like I needed red to put the red shoes on. I had some navy blue, some white going on. And, and this woman had said, of course, she chose the red shoes because it's a rainy day. And a lot of people are drawn to the color red on a rainy day because you need that energy for victory. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Never put two and two together, but just kind of intuitively felt it, I guess, and you know, grabbed those certain colors to help my energy system. And I once had a teacher and she was teaching some energy medicine classes. And in these classes, she would have colored scarves with flashlights. And she would put 
put them over our body and we would do muscle testing. Uh, we would see like what color our body needed. And she would take the scarves and put them over us and shine a flashlight on them to help our, our energy system, our aura, and probably the, the chakra system as well to get like a nice, a nice boost, which I thought this woman's crazy, but <laughs> I'm in my early twenties and I'm like, to do it scarves and flashlights. Does this stuff really work? You know, this is when I was like first new to all of this stuff with energy, but it really did. It was, it was really fascinating. And the other thing that I found, I just kind of wanted to go to my notes too, that I thought in your book was the color red with the Olympics that they found. There was a study that you had put in there where they were able to research the Olympians that had red, I believe, in their uniforms or when they were wearing it were 60%. There was a 60% higher success rate or chance that they won compared to their opponent. I know. I, I, I got that directly from the people who actually did that study. I actually, I actually, when I was researching for the book, I emailed them to say, guys, is this true? <laughs> I want to write about this, but seriously, is this a thing? You know, I love color, but wow. And they emailed back and went, Jules, it's a thing. Yeah, you know, it's incredible that, you know, red seems to be that color, whether it's because it's seen as aggressive or whether it because it releases adrenaline. They didn't really know. It was just kind of like, it just has that impact. And, you know, I'm asked to talk about red an awful lot because in fashion, when, when our celebrities wear red, it's about standing out in a crowd, you know. So, you know, when you look at why certain people are wearing them, because they're doing certain events and they want to be noticed and they want to stand out, they're going to get photographed. So it's kind of like head to toe red. And red is always that color that is standout. And it, it, you know, it has the red carpet effect. So I think, you know, for me, I always think about red. You are right. It, it's for energy. And I, if I'm feeling very tired, I need some red. And even if it's just in a jacket, I have a red trouser suit. So if I'm teaching, I think... You know, for that day, I'm going to have to get up and talk for three hours, which is quite a lot. What am I trying to do? Well, I need the energy to get me through three hours. I need to keep everybody awake. And red as a wavelength of light is the color that instantly hits our eyes because it's the hotter, you know, on the hotter spectrum. And it's wavelength demands that we notice it, like stop signs and all the other ways that we use red. And I think also red is that color that really highlights that you are a driven, energetic and passionate person. And for me to be able to talk about color, I have to share my passion because to me, that's how I teach color. It's fun, but it's also a big passion. And if I can get that across with the help of my red trouser suit, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take it because that's helping me project what I need for those students. So I've kind of got a win-win in that whole circle of what I'm trying to achieve. I might get home and have to take it off and put something blue on because I'm so kind of stimulated and sure <laughs> that I then need to get into my, my blue zone or my purple zone to actually calm myself down. But color really helps if you let it. Yeah. Now, I really loved in your book, and I think our listeners and, you know, if they become readers of this book, will love it too, because everybody always loves to figure out, you know, who they are, what what are they? And you broke people's personalities down by the seasons. And I was curious to know if 
there was any research that you did with that with Chinese medicine or more of an Eastern philosophy? Because I've seen more in some Eastern philosophies that they will break people down by element, whether they're, they're air, water, fire, wood, or mineral. And you were kind of breaking us down as the reader into different seasons of autumn, spring, winter, fall, and, you know, and then kind of combining the color with that too. So I'm curious to know, how did you come up with that system? And did you, you know, take anything from other stuff that you have read or studied in more of an Eastern philosophy to come up with that? That's a great question. And no, Jules didn't just make that up. We have to thank you guys actually over in America for color analysis in the first place, by the way, putting it all together for us, because it was those great pioneering women of the 70s and 80s that came up with and put the color analysis together. But of course, over the centuries, people have been using color Color psychology, Young used it. There've been so many philosophers who put all the colors together. So we we've had an awful lot of background that's brought us up to our modern day four seasons. And there are lots of different other colorways that that have then broken it down as well. So we use, and I certainly use and teach the four seasonal method because I find it incredibly accurate and very more simplistic for people to understand. But within each season, you can be very very different in your coloring. You can be much lighter or darker within that seasonal palette. Where the personality thing comes in is really dates all the way back to Hippocrates and that amazing doctor who basically noted that we fell into four different categories of bodily fluids, okay? Now, for instance, if you were a spring, spring is a sanguine. Now, sanguine has the ability with the personality of the sanguine, a sociable uh, person, a, a communicator. Sanguine is the communicator. So really enjoys being around groups of people, enjoys being out, but also in, has a lovely balance, but is a person who likes to chat and talk about things. So the sanguine is very much that person that tends to have a lot of friends and likes to be out and about. And because of this outgoing personality type, the blood and the hemoglobin that goes around the body tends to go very fast and end up often in the cheeks. So what we get with the spring sanguine, we often get a blushing blushing effect. Now that could be because you're overexcited. It could be because you've had a drink. It could be because you're embarrassed. But any of those things, you could suddenly get this effect on your cheeks. That's that blushing effect that we call it. And that goes through all skin tones, by the way. You can have very, from a very pale to a very dark skin and still have this ability to blush. And that is the sanguine. That is because the personality is outgoing and fun-loving and upbeat. And runs quite fast. So the blood is ending up there. So it was Hippocrates who put the sanguine into the personality type. So I've learned this through the years. I, my basic training was, was on the, the foundations of Bernice Kentler, who was one of the American pioneers that put the four seasons with the personalities. I have always worked with this system and always found it to be absolutely fascinatingly accurate. And I think that color is more than just about putting a color on someone and going, yes, you look great in hot pink. It's why does that look so good with your skin? Why does it make your skin look even and healthy and useful? Why do your eyes sparkle? Why does your hair then come into harmony? Why does your energy lift? Because your personality is very much in harmony with the colors that you're wearing, not just your genetic skin tone. So by putting all of that together and by looking at the other seasons, so of course the other three seasons had different bodily fluids that he noted, like the, the, the phlegmatic, which was the summer, very much has the very much more of the paler, the pink skin base. 
So they're very cool and they suit the very pastels. So where the sanguine spring is all about bright colors, the summer, the phlegmatic is all about softer pastel colors because the coloring is much softer and it's generally suits the more pastel shades. So that's what I call harmony. So when I work with people, I will always do a personality quiz with them first before I even touch on what I'm putting colors on them to find out. Because to me, that is such an important part. And, and we all, you know, have times when we might move away from who we naturally are because we are going through trauma. And it's interesting coming out of COVID, certainly over here in the UK, so many people have become more introverted. And, you know, right or wrong, it's, you know, it's yin yang. So some people can have a very mixed balance of introvert, extrovert. Some people can be more introvert, extrovert. And it's bringing the best out of people. That's what I try and do. It's not changing anybody, but it's bringing the best out of somebody. And I think if we waver off who we are, it's about bringing us back. You know, I've worked with people who've had illnesses and come to color, to color analysis after they've been ill. And people have said they look better since they've had their illness than before because they've come into their true colors. And I think that's an amazing thing because to me, most things comes down to confidence. And if you can help someone feel confident, even in that little area of that, that emotional center, that we can go out and smile and put our shoulders back because we feel confident about ourselves and who we are. That's a real gift to be able to give someone with color for me. Yeah. Now, have you ever studied the opposite effect of color? So the detrimental colors, like what if somebody just really isn't tuned in to color and they really aren't paying attention to how they feel, but maybe they are wearing the exact opposite of what would be great for their energy system, their body. And maybe, I don't know, maybe there is a study out there that's been done that correlates with maybe anxiety or depression or lower levels of energy. Have you ever seen what has happened if a person constantly is wearing colors that do not compliment them at all and it doesn't go with their season or their personality. I don't know any studies that we've done on that. It would be fascinating to do it. Maybe that's going to be the next, my next thing. It's very interesting to hear that. But I do know that when people come to me, it's generally because they don't feel right in what they're wearing. And it's like they might come for a specific reason because they're trying to get over something or they've got a new job or a new relationship and they want to really feel all at their best and they haven't felt right. So... To me, it's always the first question is, you know, why have you come? What is it you're, you're, you want to, to get from having your colors done? What is it you're trying to achieve for yourself? And it will often be, I don't feel confident. I don't feel right. I'm in energy. I'm tired. I feel like I, you know, I need to try and help myself look better, more attractive, healthier. And actually, I find that people that are in the wrong colors will drain their faces, their skin tones. They can make their hair look incredibly dull. If you've got roots in your hair, the darker colors or the ones that you're not going to do will highlight that rather than perhaps the, the hair color that you actually want. Hair color, by the way, is very important. You might have people who don't like wearing any makeup. So therefore, the colors that they wear are going to be even more important to make sure that all their features really stand out. Wrong makeup can be really detrimental too. And so the colors that you wear can age you if they're wrong. They can drain you. I've had people in the wrong colors that literally when they've been shown them go, oh my God, I look so ill because they wash us out. And I talked about that earlier, being a spring in summer colors. You know, spring needs bright, vibrant, warm colors with a yellow base. And if they're wearing the summer colors, which are pastel and they've got pink and blue bases, it washes them out completely. 
So you can have a spring who looks very washed out by wearing the summer colors and vice versa. So, and black is really a case in point because black really does only suit that percentage that fall into the winter category. Black can be very detrimental because what it's doing is any color that's up against your skin is reflecting up. It's looking for that undertone, which will then push through. So for those who have the warm skin tones who choose to wear black very close, it, it really can show up all the shadows and the lines and the dark things. And as we age, they just get worse. It's just the way, obviously, we humans do age. And we don't want that. Most of us don't want that. So we, you know, we want to do things. For me, it's about doing things as naturally as possible. I don't do the cosmetic route. I do it all with color. So I, I practice what I preach. Black for me, if I'm going to wear it, has to be away from my face. So I don't want to tell anyone they can't wear black. I would never sell anyone they can't wear anything. But if you want to wear black and continue it, and it's not in your palette, because loads of people do, just learn to wear it away from the face so it doesn't reflect directly up and show all that detrimental signs. Even in very young people, black can be incredibly draining because it can wash people out. It flattens a warm skin tone in particular. So just wear it away from the face. Wear it with one of your best colors. Wear it with some jewelry. Have your own skin tone reflecting up. There are lots of ways to do it. So How Not to Wear Black was all about, of course you can continue where anyone can wear black, but only that percentage can wear it really, really well up against the skin and have the cool coloring to really, really rock the drama of black. So, you know, it is very much, a, for me also, I feel that if you are in the wrong color, it really can drain your energy because it's not giving you the boost that really resonates with who you are. And it, in that energetic mood that you might need for that time. So I think that the wrong colors, as I said at the beginning, equally as important as the right ones. So it's all part of knowing what really suits you. And you know, you open your wardrobe every morning and there are all your best colors there. There's no, I've got to only wear black or dark colors because I don't know what suits me. You've got all those colors there. Then your neutrals, whether they're black or navy or white, cream, brown, you know, whatever they are, gray, they're there. So they're there ready to go with your actual colors. And I think that saves so much time <laughs> and so much energy just having that there and going, that's what I need today. And I want to put it with that neutral because I'm going to need to be smarter today and wear less color, but I still need it up against my face to give me that, that instant, that instant boost that I need for my skin. Yeah, the color black so interesting. I remember being a young girl and, you know, my mom and grandmother getting dressed up and they're like, well, black makes you look skinnier, you know, so like the whole body image thing and the black cocktail dress, like how many yep. women now? It's like you know, people are almost, I think, afraid to wear color in some instances that people, it's the black dress for any formal occasion and, you know, put that on. Faith too, though, isn't it? It's safe. Right. You're not going to make a mistake, but you know what? Actually, it is a major mistake for those people that really don't suit it because they'd look a lot better in another darker color. You talk about the slimming thing. That's a myth. Of course, it's a major myth. But the darker colors will make you look slimmer. But black doesn't necessarily suit everyone. You can wear darker gray. You can wear darker green, darker blue. There are lots of other darker shades that will actually be very flattering and thing if they suit you. So I think it has its place. And if you wear black from the waist down, of course, then you're going to get that effect. It really, for me, is more about what goes on up against the skin. You know, it, that is really, really important for keeping yourself looking healthy. If someone says to you, wow, you look well today, 
that to me is a compliment. You know, I'll take that any day. So if you can actually help yourself look healthy, that is something that's quite empowering in itself. So I think the black thing is it's really interesting and it is that safe option. But if you know what your best colors are, you can incorporate black. It's not about not wearing it. It's how do you do it that you can still feel good in it, love it, but just keep your skin looking healthy and good. Yeah, I had a woman I worked with. Again, this is when I was pretty impressionable in my early 20s. And she dressed really nice. It was, you know, a lot of formal wear, but she only wore black, gray, and white. And I think we had that, asked her that question like, oh, you know, you're always wearing black, gray, or white. And she said, well, April, those colors never go out of style. She's like, I never buy anything with pattern. And I always wear black, white, or gray because those colors will never go out of style. What are your thoughts about that and also patterns instead of just, you know, solid? I think, you know what, you have to wear what makes you happy. And I am never going to tell anyone they shouldn't wear it. If they feel happy, then that's great for them. So I would never be that person that walked up and started saying, oh, you should be wearing these colors because people come to me because they don't feel right and they don't feel happy. So who am I to say that? And, and you know, a colorful dose of optimism is all about finding your happy place. So if someone is happy in that, but what I would say is that, that black, gray and white, they, are, they, they don't actually have color in them. You know, it's an absorption and a reflection and gray are aspects, you know, gray is black and white put together. So it's very much staying in a safe zone, but that might really have suited her personality. So, you know, again, I am not that person to, to comment on that. If it makes her feel happy, that's fantastic. And if it suits her, that's even better. But the thing about color is that color is that vibration and color is light and we all need light. So if we are putting those colors in and patterns are really interesting. Again, patterns are, they're fashionable, you know, passion. Patterns come in and out, whether we're 70s, 60s, 80s, you know, we're moving in and out of it very, very fast. My thoughts are always that we should have a wardrobe full of our true colors and those outfits that we're going to wear again and again and again. To me, there's nothing more sustainable than having a wardrobe that you're going to wear year after year after year after year, because you've got the right colors and stars in your wardrobe that you can mix and match when fashions come in. So right now we're very fashionable with the patterns. And the prints and the florals and have been for a couple of years, certainly over here in the UK in particular. And that's great. But, you know, again, that's about your personality. Do you feel good in patterns? Is it something that you go out and feel confident in? Or are you going, oh, everyone else is wearing it, but it's not really for me. That's about really embracing one's own authenticity. You know, we can all dip in and out of fashion because we all like to be fashionable, what most of us do. So that's really a zone that we can keep tapping into, provided we are in the colors that really, really make us look great and feel good. Wear pattern. Pattern, again, to me, is also about proportion, body shape. So, you know, if you're going to wear, if you're very petite, then the little print is going to really suit you. If you want big print, then that print, wear that person. So the print and pattern, always be aware of coming from my stylist perspective, is understand your proportion because you don't want to be overwhelmed by pattern and print and florals. You want it to really work within you. So you're in harmony with your patterns. But I say go for it. If it's you and you, you suit it and you love it, you know, lots of people just like the bold block colors, but the patterns, it's about expressing your personality too, telling your own story through the clothes you wear. So if that tells a story that you want to tell, absolutely go for it. 
And I think that's what's really important about the clothes we wear. It is self-expression. It is our story and how we want to be seen. So that makes us unique individuals and not just following fashion. We wear it in our way with the colors that we choose. And that's really important, I think. Yeah, great tips. So before we kind of begin to come to a close, there was one other thing that I would love maybe for us to close this with. And it was in your book, again, A Colorful Dose of Optimism, about going through our closets and having four garbage bags, right? And so if people are listening to this and they go and they open up their closet and they're thinking, okay, let me take a look at what do I have? What colors am I never wearing? You know, what should I get rid of or donate or give to friends? Can you talk about this nice technique that you have in the book that can encourage people to open up their closets after they listen to this show, begin to go through their clothes and separate them into four different piles and what those piles are? Yes, I always say when you're going into your wardrobe, either decide you're going to go right to left or left to right. Don't just go straight in the middle. Start at one side and work your way through and then you can do your drawers. But I think the things hanging up are always favorite. So you're taking them off. You need to look at items and say, when did I last actually wear this? Now, forget COVID because we can't count that at the zone at all because we didn't really go out wearing anything. But it is literally, you know, before COVID, I would always say, look at something and say, have I worn this in the last 18 months? Now, if something's a classic, that needs to be kept if it's in the right color and style. So coats come into that category. They are what we call our classics, particularly in the Western world when winter takes up such a big part of our lives. Those classics are going to keep, hopefully, coming out again, again. So we need to spend more money on our classics. So those classics really need to be in the right colors. If they're in the wrong colors, then we need to hone more in on scarves and how we're going to counteract the color up against the face. So if we have a coat that we love because it fits us beautifully and it's a lovely style, but oh, it's not in the right color, but you really, and it costs a fortune, and you don't want to get rid of it, fine. But think about maybe a scarf that you could put up against or a polo neck maybe, if that's your thing, but you can actually wear to keep that. So you want to start really, and you want to go from left to right or right to left. You want to pull everything out. You want to be able to look at it really objectively and say, does this fit me? Does it suit me? Is it the right color? And if it is the right color, but maybe the style is correct, can it be altered? Can you take it to a good tailor and say, can you knit it in here? Can you put a button on? Can you do something to make me wear this? Because I absolutely love it. If none of those things work, wrong color, wrong shape, haven't worn it forever, it's got to go. So then you've got to think about, could I give this to a friend of mine? Great. Could I give this to, is it good enough for me to sell and make some money and buy something else for somebody else or for myself? Or does it need to absolutely, it's got to go because no one should be having this item of clothing because it's got holes in it or it's worn. So that is what you need to do with every single piece. You need to bring it out and really be objective about, does it work for me? Put the color up against your skin. Go to a light, go to a window with a mirror in front of you. If you can get to the lightest, natural lightest place in your home, put that color up and say, does it make my skin look even and healthy? Or does it make me look tired and washed out? Does it highlight dark things on my face? Take your hair off your face, take your makeup off, do it and be really honest with yourself. Get someone to help you. That will tell you whether the color works. Look at the style. Can it be mixed with other things? You know, is it something you've had forever, but suddenly we've got, you know, flared jeans are in and so you've got a nice fitted jacket. So could you put it with something else to make it different? Because that's also really key in your wardrobe about having a sustainable wardrobe is 
Can you put it with something you might never have thought of before? And that's really exciting to think, oh my goodness, that jacket, if I put that on the bed and I pull that skirt out, I've got a whole new outfit that I didn't know that I had. So it's about taking it out, putting it down, putting it up against your skin to see if it's the right color, looking at your body shape really objectively. And maybe there's something you can do like add a belt, skinny belt, large belts, depending on your body shape, to actually pull something in if that's what you need to do or have it loose and put a color block in the middle. So many different ways to look at your wardrobe that I've put in the book that mean when you open it, you've got so many new possibilities. And I think that's what really, so before you go buying anything new, sort your wardrobe out first. Get those bin liners, put labels on them. Friends, charity, selling, get rid entirely. And you will clear a wardrobe before you know it. And I think that space that you're then left with, look at that space and then go, okay, what am I missing now for my lifestyle? Hmm. Do I work in this profession? Do I stay at home? Have I got the kids to it? What is it that my wardrobe is missing now? Is it the accessories? Because accessories can just change an outfit like that, particularly the scarves and the jewelry and the belts, the shoes, bags. Is it the accessories? Or do I need maybe two or three jackets in my best neutrals that really are a great shape that will go with all my colors? I'm picking certain colors that I haven't got that would actually really help to give me that rainbow spectrum. So the clearing, the detoxing has to be done first. And then don't waste your money. You know, we are in a zone now where every single penny that we are going to have this winter is going to be really important to all of us. Do not just spend without thinking. Sort your wardrobes out, save yourselves a fortune, then buy those colors that suit you and they will work for you forever. I love it. I, I really think I'm going to actually take this book and do a book club with some of my my girlfriends too, because it, it's it's a fun book. I think it would be great to read your book with a bunch of friends, maybe do a clothing swap, right? So, great idea. you know, clothing what is what's great idea? Always yeah. cleaning out. And sometimes people just also need that support, right? To go through their clothes, to yeah. really be able to let go of things, to organize. And people love to feel organized. So I think it's a great... I'm putting things together in different ways. You haven't putting colors together that you can all help each other with. And maybe someone else has got an accessory that will look great with an outfit and go, oh, you need to have that. You know, it's a really, you know, and this the hiring, the swapping, all the stuff that's going on at the moment. It's really vital to the planet that we all start to really think about how much we're purchasing. Are we purchasing wisely? Is it going to last? How are we going to make that change, you know, year upon year so that we can keep making them work, sharing them? I think it's, it, you know, we are in a, a zone where we all really need to think very consciously about what we're doing. And for our purse strings as well, really, really vital times for us all to be, you know, thinking, thinking very consciously about making ourselves look good and feel good. It's even in a very small way, if we can help ourselves do that, we are actually helping ourselves in, in that way, in that healing way. And I think that that's, that's really cool. Agreed. Now, can you let our listeners know where they could find more information about you? I am on Instagram at Jules Color. I also have a website, which is www.colorconsultancy.co.uk. And if you just type my name into Amazon, my books will, will all come up. But my new one, A Colourful Dose of Optimism, that is the one, obviously, that I'm um, talking about with you at the moment. So thank you very much for talking about it. Just before you go, I'd just like to say about the book that we haven't mentioned, but inside the book, in the first few pages, I'm page number, 
just find the exact page. Because the really exciting thing, I think it's on the back page four, there is a little note here about everyone's ability to download their colour app. So there is a specific website that has been created for readers of the book. You have to buy the book to get the website. But when you go onto the website and you've discovered your colours from the book, and the seasonal colours here, because there are no images, but they're on the website, you will get all the images of your season and you will get an opportunity to download an app for a one-off fee in US dollars. And basically you will then have over a hundred shades of your best seasons on your phone forever. And that's really cool. It's quite a new thing and I'm really excited about it. So anyone in the world can download that app for that one-off fee and have their colors. So whenever they go shopping, whenever you go shopping for interiors or for your wardrobe, all those shades of colors will be there. And I think that's, that's really exciting. Absolutely. One more app to put on our phone and have it be useful. That's great. Well, Jules, thank you so much. You're a wonderful guest. And I learned so much from your book and speaking with you. And I know I'm going to make a couple of tweaks myself. And I think I might let go of the black a little bit more, add that color up here and just going to go for it. And the key thing is how how good you feel, you know. It really is. That's all really start to tune into feeling good for ourselves. That's, that's really healing. And good therapy. Colour is is good therapy. So thank you so much for having me on and and talking to me about it and letting me share my passion for colour to all of you guys. So thank you. Yes, and thank you. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope this inspires you to take a look at your clothes, your closet, your room. Go out and, you know, buy that paint that maybe is going to really complement you and your mood and your whole house and your body with your clothes. And uh, we will put all those links in the show notes. Download that app. And I will bring you another great guest next Monday. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com and be sure to use coupon code podcast30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.